this world is coming to Welcome back, episode 7, Kashala Podcast. Uh, I'm the Big Cheese. I am Callie West. And with me is a very, very beautiful soul. I am so happy and honored to be here with such a great, important artist. I think uh, everyone needs to research this name. She's done a lot of workshops and theater performances, and she's traveled with her work, um, does very, very important um, community work. Uh, please research this name. With us is Yadira de la Riva. Thank you for being here. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, and we told you guys in the last couple of episodes that we we're going to highlight a lot of uh, artists and, and spoken word and a lot of artists who have things to say and give them a platform to do it. Uh, so thank you. We're here. Thank you. Welcome Yay. to the show. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> hanging out with y'all. Yes. As she grabs on to her pigtails. <laughs> and I grab on to nothing. <laughs> and that's how it is. Um, so Callie, the world is crazy out there now. How has been your post-election blues going on? You know, and I think we've been waiting. I think we've been waiting for um, a min or since the election um, ended to have a, a real conversation about what's going on. I've been truly affected because my work has changed, my energy has shifted. Um, Donald J. Trump is our new president elect. A man of distinguished taste, I must say. <laughs> and it is it's it's scary, but it is not surprising. Um and that's something that I'm very adamant about. We spoke about it, cheese, that it's just yeah. not a surprise. However, I did drop my jaw a little bit. Well, how was yours? <laughs> Where were you? When did you hear it? I couldn't sleep. It was um, I went to my friend's house first because we didn't want to go crazy alone. Um, but it was a work day after that, so we had to keep it short. Mm -hmm. And then just going home and just... I don't have a TV. And then... Um, so I don't know. It was just like really lying in bed with all fucking covers over me and like <laughs> yeah. imagining the worst. Am, am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Like thinking yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it was a surreal moment, I think. And I you mean. said you weren't going to watch it, but you did. You okay, caved. I, you caved. It was a it was surreal moment and in a moment that I think is a timestamp for everybody. No matter what fence you're in, it was just surreal. Mm -hmm. And my experience was I didn't want to see it. Um, I just didn't want to consume it. I didn't want to. I just wanted to wake up, find out what it is, and think about it. Not go through the, this whole emotional process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I, I kind of caved in. You know, my partner went to sleep, and my daughter went to sleep, and 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 how can you go to sleep mm -hmm. <laughs> when when you have this monumental thing going on in the world that mm -hmm. will affect um, everybody's lives in one way or another, and me being a parent of three, just having a daughter who's uh, two, three months old. Mm. How can you not pay not. attention to these things? I yeah, had to. Exactly. I did try to go to sleep, though. Yeah. But, you know. I went I, to sleep. I, I went to sleep. I was surprised by that. And, and we were watching it because I also don't own a television. So we were watching it, and I got really tired, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go to sleep. And then in the morning, I found out. 
And I was like, nah, nah. And then I go on Facebook, and then everyone's like extremely reactionary. And people are like, yeah, shitting on themselves. And I was like, no, this is real. So that your reaction was when you woke up in the morning and you saw that the orange orangutan has won. Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa has slain (laughs) the mighty democratic beast. Um... You were what? You just was like, oh my but, goodness. Like I just, I f- like I didn't feel surprised, but I was like, whoa! I, I, I already knew America, or not America, uh, the United States was like this. And when you say this, what do you mean? Um, by this I mean that is in a in, in a state where a lot of the demons of the U.S. is surfacing, and yeah. I don't think we've been fully prepared to handle the demons of. Uh, that are stemming from slavery. And I think right now, in 2016, a lot of these things are coming out, and we don't know what to do. We This is the first election in U.S. history that we have not been prepared to handle an election this crazy. And for the listeners who, who are new to the show or regular to the show, we do not mind offending you. If you do not like our opinions, <laughs> turn it off. If you voted... Or listen. Or, I encourage you to listen. Or, or listen. But this is not for people who, who just want to hear their opinions constantly being uh, victorious. This is, this is for people who have a different opinion. And hey, maybe one of us has the same opinion as you. As we say, for like episode one, we'll meet you where, where you are. Right. But we have opinions and feelings that may be different from you or might be the same as you. And if we offend you. We're not going to apologize for that. Right. But what we'll say is, let's have a dialogue. As always, you're welcome to come on the show. You can hit us up at crushalotgmail.com to get on the show. You're welcome to be on the show and argue your points with us. But I'm kind of with you, Callie. I was was like, I was not surprised. I was surprised how it rolled out. Um, Saying that, I will never go to Florida. Um, <laughs> no. In my lifetime, disappointment. Um, but disappointment. What I I tried to digest it since that day, I, and and you see me. Um, full disclosure: me and Callie West work together, um, and you see me read like you never seen me read before. Yep. I just like I stop. I don't talk to people. Book. I just read and educate mm. myself for I can be informed. And what I say, I don't read things. To reinforce my opinions, I read to understand how you voted the way you voted or allowed this to happen. Like, I want to understand how you got there. So I'm always trying right. to figure out the other side of the perspective. Uh, but let's make it clear. This is, this is, as they say, a white lashing. This is mm-hmm. old white <clears throat> men and women reclaiming the land that they stole from the first place before the generational... Stole. Before Optimism. generations and minorities become the majority. Right. So this is their last stake in the, in the sand. I totally get it. But it's some scary times. Yes. And, and we got to look at how the cabinet is being appointed for more evidence of that. Yeah. And so what... And I, and I want um, Yadira um, to... to kind of walk me through her process because she's done a lot of work with the U.S. and uh, Mexican border and she's done a lot of research with that kind of culture that happens. And one of the first things that Donald Trump uh, spoke about um, in terms of his presidential agenda was 
to build that wall. That is a huge quote now all over the, the country. And being a daughter from immigrant parents where my parents got on the beast, they they crossed that border and then I was born. And so the, the stories that my parents have told me have been very scary and very damaging to, to, to me and I'm very vulnerable to that. Um, how did you feel or how do you feel about his agenda and, and what was your reaction in terms, the first time you heard this man, I'm gonna build that wall and I'm gonna have Mexico pay for it. Mm -hmm. How did you react? Um, I think the first time that I had seen it, um, just even as a headline, I was in, I was in Mexico. And, um, and um, I don't know, I feel like, like a lot of people, we kind of, uh, that was dumb. Like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like we didn't, we didn't take it seriously. I mean, cause even actually the first time I had ever heard it, I don't. It was like he was a, he wasn't like the the last running Republican, you know, mm -hmm. in the right in the race. So we were just like, you know, what a fool. Like yeah, right. <laughs> Good luck on your campaign if yeah. you know you run and all that stuff. Fifteen so, minutes of fame. Yeah, 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 you know, just money, all money. I mean, because that's how he puts himself out there. So yeah. I don't think anybody took him seriously. And even in Mexico, too, it was like, what a joke. What a, like, how typical, you know, how right. typical of the U.S. Like, they are who they are. And it was just a joke. Like, and then also the that for him to say that Mexico's going to pay for it is like... Shut the fuck up. Like. <laughs> Relax. Relax. <laughs> You're not going to pay for a damn thing, you know? Well, well now that he's president-elect, mm -hmm. how are your emotions or how have they shifted? How have they transformed? Um, I feel like the next day, once I wanted to think that, yeah, that it's real, I just, no, I wasn't surprised. Mm. Um... I wasn't surprised. I wasn't like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, no, not like that. <laughs> but um, but I'm like, oh, shit. Like, all the stuff, I guess, like, all the work that we've kind of been, uh, that we've been doing, and, and then also, I think, even work that we've kind of envisioned within the, um, like, activist community or whatever, you know, like, when we are, like, when the revolution comes, you know, type of, type of, that, that, that prompt, <laughs> yeah. that kicked into my wow. head. Wow. I'm like, okay, what are we gonna need to do, you know? Yeah. And I feel like the next day, I was actually very energized. I was like, let's do this. Wow. Yeah. I got I, up. I agree. I agree. And yeah. I agree with you. That's how I felt. Yep. I'm like, okay, mm. this is the world I'm in. And the next day I came in, yeah. I looked at Jackie, uh, Callie West, Jackie, and I'm like, I'm prepared to die. Literally, yeah. I told her, I'm like, I'm prepared to die. Yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna stay quiet and read my books yeah. and educate myself yeah. and and understand the psychology and and <clears throat> all the scare tactics and everything in there and the mm -hmm. dogma that's all involved in mm -hmm. that. Because at the end of the day, I'm a father. Yeah. So I need to make sure when I'm done that my kids are educated know how to challenge education because mm -hmm. I don't believe education is always the right education yeah. uh, critical thinkers mm -hmm. um, and ready to fight for the next wave of people mm -hmm. uh, you know I always believe that we need to give back to the dirt and give back to the land that gave for us and there's nothing that this president or his appointed cabinet can tell me that's about that they're, mm -hmm. they're not about that mm -hmm. and I am I'm pretty much 
in flames about white people telling minorities how they should live their lives and how oh, yeah. they could fix us. Yeah, I've been very sensitive to 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 white folks lately, and I've very been sensitive. feeling that. Um, and I react to that, and especially since the and election. And we love you, came. white folks out there. <laughs> we we, we love you. For my... those who voted, <laughs> for those who didn't vote, for those who are Yo, in the struggle, who who fight for. One of my we best love homies. Ya. They're 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 white, but like lately, it's been. But it's... you Anglo-Saxon. <laughs> but this is an interesting part. You don't part. really know Jesus, by cheese, the way. Cheese. This is this is the part where <laughs> I've been very confused about in terms of how this man got to be the president elect. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from a standpoint of not voting. I did not vote. I have my reasons. 49% of the country did, did not, not vote. vote. And that speaks a lot. I, either one, they don't care. They like, yo, I got to work. I don't care. I ain't got time. Fuck this. What? We always have presidents that fuck us over anyway. Two, um, they've been extremely let down by this system where they do not believe in democracy. We've never, in fact, practiced democracy in this country. No. Ever. Since George Washington. Um, Who's and, that? And, uh, Never uh, heard of him. You know, a white wig? You know what I'm saying? Oh. And so, <laughs> and then three... Um, which is my reason is like all of the above. Like I, it's hard for me to vote. Um, for local, for local uh, officials. Uh, officials, I I do. I think that's very important. I think that's the most efficient way to vote. I agree. Um, but in th- in terms of this, I just didn't believe anyone. Mm-hmm. And right now, where I'm shining the light is the Democratic Party because I think the Democratic Party failed the most in this. Republicans have always failed. I that's just my bias. But the Democratic Party failed because they failed to bring in a president or a potential president like Bernie Sanders who was really able mm-hmm. and who has spoken the most radical um in my lifetime. And I I think they just they wanted to go with the person that they thought that was going to win, which mm-hmm. was Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton is very corrupt and corporate. And I don't understand why people voted for her just to save this I'm like, no, both of them are shit. If she would have been president, I would have been just as scared because she has done very horrible things to Latin America. If people really look at the platform that Bernie was saying, is honestly, besides the immigration, some of the more very right, alt-right extremist stuff that Donald said, Bernie had the same message that Donald had. Mm -hmm. We need to challenge corporations. We need to get back our jobs. We need to do this and do this. Well, same things that Donald did. Now, Donald had the Muslim stuff and the immigrant stuff and the sexist stuff that... And Donald comes from greed. Of course. <laughs> right. But the stuff that won over those votes for those people who voted for Donald, even the fringe people who wanted to vote for the, the people who's going to challenge the democracy that we know now, Bernie was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And what the Democrats missed was that that's where people were. That's where the sentiment was. That's mm-hmm. And Donald was talking to those people, mm-hmm. but because Bernie was from a, a, a small place that doesn't have too many electoral votes, mm-hmm. they went with Hillary. And we don't even know if that was a legit clean win. No, right? a lot of it was rigged. So, right? What happened in Brooklyn? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, all of the stuff. How do I mean? How do you feel, Yadira, um, in terms of uh, the whole democratic quote unquote process of of voting in this country, and 
in terms of even the people who cannot vote, right. black immigrants. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do you feel that how that laid out this election? Yeah. Well, I, I pretty much agree with everything that you all have been saying. That's why I haven't said much because I'm like, yeah, I'm just nodding right now. <laughs> but um, I'm confirming that she's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, it's the things that a lot of people know, right? That you know. Um, that the media played a huge part in this, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of bringing uh, someone that is obviously uh, not qualified for this position, never served in office, doesn't know about, you know, the ins and outs of Congress and, yeah. um, you know, none of this. He has no experience in this, but yet the media blasted him for profit, you know, for all of these months during the campaign and weeded out um, Bernie, especially. Um and yeah, I mean, about the 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 Democratic Party as well, kind of like pushing Bernie out because they want they chose to to push their agenda with Hillary, who was already very unpopular from the get. Yeah, and even the polls, the yeah, the polls um were completely ignored in terms of you know Bernie having having uh more numbers mm. um or a larger following than Hillary and the, yeah that that was ignored that was mm. pushed aside so um yeah i mean a lot of people are saying that in hindsight you know that uh Bernie would have definitely been a, a stronger counter uh as the person to Clinton because they were kind of targeting the same groups or or appealing to the same groups. Right. Um, but I mean, I'm disillusioned. I guess a lot of you know disenfranchised people. Um, you know, former former um, incarcerated folks, residents, undocumented folks, people that live in poor areas that don't have time to get in. You know, a line for hours just mm-hmm. to vote. Um. Oh, it's just, it is. It's so complex. It's, it's, yeah, like voting in this country is not like, oh, showing up to your polls and that's it. There's just so many laws, so many things that get in the way of poor people of color, especially from voting. And, and you just, you just came back um, from Arizona. Um, Mm. You were, you had an artist residency there. And I kind of want to know what your experience was there because you were doing, you know, your your yeah. art and community work. How are were people reacting to the election down there? Um. Well, and then well, about the wall too, mm-hmm. because there's already a wall up. Right. No. There's, yes, yeah. Yeah. There's already a wall up. It was built, um, you know, after nine eleven. That shit cost fifty million dollars to build. Um, you know, and I don't know if that includes the maintenance of it, you know, mm-hmm. and the hiring of more Border Patrol, the, the hyper-militarization of, of border cities on, the, on right. the U.S. side, and even on the Mexican side. But, um, este, so when I went to Arizona, it was to, to have that discussion a little bit more. It was called the um, Binational Arts Residency, mm-hmm. and it's um, in Arizona, and it's meant to, to really encourage dialogue uh, among border folks on both sides of the border and then using art as a vehicle to to facilitate that. Mm-hmm. Um, in Arizona, what I found, uh, I hung out with a lot of folks that think like me, so mm-hmm. I didn't get to talk to too many Republicans. That's probably a it good probably thing. It was probably safer. <laughs> yeah. Safer. Right, right. Because... 
I don't know what I would have done or said. But, or like, what. how do we confront those, like, encounters? Like, yeah. what were you... Because lately, I've been very immature with my encounters. Like, I just... I, and I know that. Okay. I just, can't, so, I just can't fuck around with people right now. One of the things that I know about Callie West is... Well, you should know about me. <laughs> is that I'm a, a, I'm a studier of humans. Is why I chose the profession mm. I did as an educator... Um, I study humans. Mm. I've been studying Cali West for many years. Uh, I, I would like to think Vice I'm one. Versa. Of, I'm, I'm, I would like to think <laughs> I'm one of her closest friends yes. and confidant. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of things I know about her that a lot of people don't know about. Her. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know them because no one else is gonna know them because I don't talk. <laughs> but it's Take also because really she don't need to tell me. I already know. Mm. Because I study her, and one of the things I know is, is when her heart is on her sleeves, she, she could go down to junior high school level yep. behavior. <laughs> yes, and it's I okay to, to do that here. <laughs> now, when I'm in crisis, I do exactly what I do, what I've been doing. I don't say anything. Retreat. I retreat, and I'm studying, mm. and I'm observing, because mm. while you're making moves. I'm thinking two, three, four years down the line. Mm-hmm. As you know, Callie, from working with me, mm-hmm. while you're thinking about the next day, I'm already thinking about two years from now. Well, right. then how does that how does that translate into, in, in terms of now, in very vulnerable times? Because I'm very open about how my immaturity and the way that I encounter white folks as of recently. How, I, I how wouldn't you, say it's immaturity. Have you had a conversation with a Republican? I Since have, the election, I and how had, would you? I had one today that? when I'm reading my Bernie Sanders book on the train. It <laughs> right. did catch people's attention. Our um, revolution. Our Monday. revolution, and you should check it out. Oh. Yes. Um, I've only read a few pages. Um, I think that there's what I what I'm gonna and correct me if I'm wrong. Is how I feel. I haven't said it too much. Mm-hmm. Is that I have made a line on who's my enemy and who's not. Mm-hmm. Where before this election, everyone was, I was a community member of everyone. If you agreed with me or not, I still would advocate for you, even if I don't agree with your your politics. But this wasn't politics. Mm. This election wasn't politics. This was a whitewashing, we are superior to you election. Mm -hmm. That's what this was to me. Mm -hmm. And because of that, even if you were someone who is white, which I like to say cuddly challenged, <laughs> um, you, <laughs> and you could be out no, there protesting, no, and you could be out there, uh, I, I didn't say this to much people, but you still, for me, and you could write us, and you could say whatever you want about Chief, you're still going to hide behind your privilege. You're still oh, yeah. not going to get it like we are. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get it like my daughter is. You're not going to get it as my two sons. My two sweet sons. Mm-hmm. Beautiful sons. Mm-hmm. They get targeted because they're Latinos. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what that means. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. Because I grew up in Brooklyn. I'm an American. I know that gets you infuriated when I say that. But my Spanish is not that good. Mm-hmm. I have no Dios idea. Mio. I know. I do. I. You're not saying. But the, for me, is I have now made. I'm at the point where I understand now that these people are my enemy. 
Mm. I can't think of it any other way because they weren't thinking about the greater good of the country. They were thinking about their preservation. Mm. And when you think about preservation, that means you made a line too. Mm. And you decided that we are not worth saving because you think you know what's best for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's best for us is you joining this rainbow coalition we're about. Mm. Uh, Because we don't think we're better than you. Right. We want you to start accepting us as as what we are, equal. We're from the dirt. Hey, you didn't, black people, black people were not here. You brought us here. You brought us here. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's, that's where my reaction comes from, too. And I'm learning how to... Yeah. Not not necessarily accept what has been happening, but how to challenge it in in a way where now I I have to kind of find a different way. I have to find my process, and we cannot go up to their process anymore. Yeah, no. like I, I'm even curious about how you feel in terms of different people now, and how have you been reacting? Because my, I think mine has been very evident, and yours has too. Because now you, I feel cheese. What I've analyzed from you is that you are more inspired to fight. And, and more willing yeah. to die, Where and even bef- drawing that line. Before like, this, you're not you my were homie. always more. I was always more like. Get at the productive violence. Productive was my, violence. My I was like no, and I was more like dialogue. It takes time. Dialogue. I'm at to the point where I'm sharpening up my tools. Yeah. Because I'm ready for the war, mm-hmm. and the war comes in many different places. Yes. Yeah. It comes class war. Economic war, right. social war, spiritual war. Mm-hmm. I am ready for war. And I'll make it clear. My war is based on the the world I want to create for my kids. And I have my motivation is different. So if you're, you know, I know I know you're not a parent. I'm not so a parent. You're not a parent. And even the dog owners out there, this is for you. <laughs> I have a dragon. You have a dragon. Cute one. Yes. Questionable. Especially, and it's not because I I just got a daughter. You see how I raise my kids. You see my kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I and I run them, and I, as a parent, I try to treat them differently. What America is missing, the United States. Not to offend Los Estados Unidos. I I don't speak Spanish. Um, There's a lack of self awareness, which I value. Mm-hmm. In any human being, right? And America is not at a place where they could say we're not the greatest. Where they could say, not the way Donald Trump says we're not great. We're not great because we were never great. We're conquerors. The 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 early Americans that came here were conquerors. What's great about that? I'm not a conqueror. I, I, I am a creator of communities. I am an advocate for communities. I, I don't conquer no one. So I think we need to challenge what this democracy is. What's it, never been one? It's a false. Like we it, gotta understand shame. that. Like it's we've never lived under democratic rule, mm-hmm. and no. so that's the first step that people need to admit. I'm still curious in terms of how Yadira correct has been has been receiving um, human beings. Yeah, I also know you went out to the rally one of the first nights. The, the oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, and I didn't go on purpose because I, mm. I was at a at a place where I don't know if I would have walked out alive. Right, mm, anger yeah. is real. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, what's it called? Everything that you all said about white folks so far, I feel like I've been on that. I've mm. been on that because I've seen people do that. Like people that are say they're super down and they're like in it to win it and they show up to the events and then whenever there's an opportunity to you know they could take out the white card it it has happened get out of jail and it's usually yeah and it's usually like interpersonal stuff you know stuff that's not public but it's like oh you know i have a i have the lease to this apartment so Mm. I can do whatever property. I want. Yeah. yeah. Property, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and little little and big things that often get swept under the rug, you know, um, from white folks. And also because maybe we also are trying to give them benefit of the doubt. But all that is to say is that I've always been on guard all, all the time. How was the rally? How how was that? So, the rally... um, So, yeah, like I said, the first day I was, like, ready to fight. I'm like, let's do this. And I did need to be around people, and it it was cool. I mean, it was cool to be around folks. I feel like I needed that energy. I needed to do something with the energy. And so, walking and, 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 um... Este, chanting, so to say, you know, was helpful. Convening with other folks. I met up with some folks there. And at the same time, you know, being in New York, it was interesting because I had to go to the bathroom and I went into, um, <laughs> during the march, and I went into a business, yeah, and there were fo- there were people shopping, and I was like, there's a rally outside. Yeah, I'm like, there's a rally outside, and then also, like, how can you shop right now? Like, my head doesn't even fit that, unless I got a eat or something but to be like oh i'm gonna get you know i'm gonna go shop for clothes or something hey what's wrong with cheese (laughs) (laughs) but i just didn't it didn't fit in my head so it was kind of like a. it was great to be out there and at the same time um it's like even for folks that are ready to fight or like ready to do something there's so much like collective processing that we need to do collective dialogue that we need to do collective understanding and shaping of -hmm. of politics that we need to do that it's gonna be a while so i kind of like i felt like i i jump-started my thing and then realized that this is it's gonna take time like i better pace myself have you been um inspired like creatively because i know um you're a huge writer you write a lot uh that's how you you kind of channel those emotions um your one woman show uh, called one journey um it it, it is about the experiences of living a a duality right Mm -hmm. between um juarez and el paso um what what kind of new inspiring visions have you kind of come across? Because, like, I, I just... I, I'm hoping people can fathom how big this shit is. Like, yeah. this is huge. And I'm wondering if there's any... Because I, me as a visual artist, a painter, I've been just drawing and sketching a lot of crazy shit that I thought that I wasn't able to do. Yeah. Like, really foul, offensive stuff. Yeah. Um, how... Mm. What have you come across in terms of your creative um. process? Uh, and I told you this before that to me creating sometimes is not easy. Yeah. Like I have to like hard. to to sit my ass down is like step one. Comfy <laughs> 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 chair. Yeah. Just sit down. <laughs> 
because I, I don't know. Yeah, I like, I, <laughs> I, maybe I do. I have like a lot of energy. I want to mm-hmm. do things right away, you know. Yeah. So sitting, it takes a lot. I'm such an opposite person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's why we need to work together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but I, I do have a lot of stuff marinating. I think the first thing, and I'm constantly, yeah, I am constantly writing. I'm, I'm working on two other plays um, right now mm. that I feel like a, a lot of work continues, you know, like we, like, like a lot of people were also posting like, okay, well, you know, it's another day of fighting because I've been fighting, like what's mm. new? Mm. So, um, yeah. I'm going to keep, to that, though. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep writing my plays. A lot of them are border plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like border communities are hardly ever, uh, acknowledged or maybe within the dialogue of immigration. Explain to the listeners what border community is. So people that live along the border, not necessarily people that, you know, immigrate even just people that live there that have seen it change that have been impacted by increased um, border security that can't go back and forth like we used to anymore i have family for example on in on both sides of juarez and el paso so for me to see all my family have to go back and forth um people that work and live on opposite sides that Mm. study and live on opposite sides like there's a constant border traffic in border communities we're like we're co- completely interdependent on each other so for for that division to get reinforced it could even be like financially shattering mm. to these cities like we depend on each other for everything everything mm-hmm. everything 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 so um that's why it's kind of unrealistic for people to think let's divide these two countries it's 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 not realistic at all um I, i'm still not Understanding how that, mm. what are you trying to fix? I, I, I don't understand what you're trying to fix with the wall. Right. And and then I want to know what's the metrics to measure if it's successful. Because I still don't understand. Because I still <laughs> right. think, and right. I read an right. article today in the matter. It's the 18th of uh, November yes. as we record this. Um, John Stewart. I read something this morning from John Stewart, Stewart. Uh, Daily Show, where he asked an important question about this whole thing is like, so what makes America great? Mm. Speaking to like, why hasn't anyone asked Trump what makes America great? Mm. Because we don't know what mm. he thinks mm. are the ingredients that make America great. But at the forefront, he always, he always states... Building that wall but is the, one of the features. Okay, but yeah. then, what, what how is that making America great? Then, mm-hmm. no. Well, what his his thing is, and this is his explanation. And please, because even I'm, what his debates have gone, because I didn't even, yeah. I couldn't even stomach the third debate. I I was starting yeah. to, I and then I did, the, and then I, I didn't I, watch. I'm it. with you. Um, That's why so, we didn't talk about it the next day. So, yeah, we're like, did you watch it? No, did you? <laughs> nope. Uh, nah. Um, but what what his what his um, agenda looks like in terms of this wall? He wants to stop immigration, and his basic explanation and sim- in simple terms, because the man is not articulate, um, he can't even say a full sentence. He repeats. He's very redundant. He right. he'll say synonymous. it's a big issue. It's enormous. It's gigantic, it's and that's how he that's gets how he speaks. That's how he speaks. <laughs> so he said, um, by building this wall, we will stop um, crime from happening Rape. in the U.S. Rape. We will Rape. stop um, Mexicans coming in and taking jobs. Right. He, we Even will though stop. he says that most jobs are getting 
outsourced somewhere else. Oh yeah. Right. First of all, you look at a university, our top tech university, Caltech. They bring in students from overseas because our students are not inadequate or we are not intellectually um, uh, adequate for, for to apply to these universities. He so we're already right doing me. that. So that we're that already right doing me. we're already doing that institutionally. So what yeah. he's saying mm-hmm. is that he um, it'll stop all of these basic. Uh, not basic things. Um, it, it, uh, these things that people have been apl- uh, complaining about in Middle America, U.S. Um, and and so he doesn't want that culture to start chiming in, even though he fails to recognize that um, European Europe ha- has been doing that for years. So that's his biggest explanation. I and I, I say I, biggest, even though even yeah understand. even though most immigrants. Um, are coming from Asia and um, <laughs> right. has nothing to do with the US Mexico border. Um, and I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of the studies have shown this, you know, and again, like there is already a wall. Yeah. Um, so, what other wall is he gonna build? But also, what I've noticed um, is, is um, when, especially when I did the tour, was what a lie it is really like the, mm. because people are going to continue to need uh uh migrant workers and migrant labor um even if it's not by land like i i have a friend from colombia uh several actually who have been they have been it's like a mail order nanny type mm. of a thing mm-hmm. so um you know you you have a nanny from another country um, say Colombia and she is by contract gonna work with you for mm. from one to two years you know so it's like people are gonna keep needing this labor um, but uh, I don't know what white person is gonna wait in front of Home Depot okay to find a job so let, okay first of all work in the field but 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 that's also messed up that we we already connect that kind of job I'm aware of this to our folks. I'm speaking white language when of I say course. that this is white language yeah. what Trevor Noah was interesting Trevor Noah is a journalist and an uh, a reporter and he took a over, Take over John the Daily Stewart show. yeah never heard of him um he said he was like well. If you're going to build a, a wall between e, uh, the U.S. and Mexico, why can't you build a wall between Canada and the U.S.? <laughs> and I thought that was really, uh, I mean, that kind of logic. Yeah. Because the way that Trump explains his logic, that's basically what he's doing. I was like, if you're going to build a wall there, build it all around. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he's not, he, he doesn't understand his reasons. Mm-hmm. And what, um, what, what they, he has been labeled as a, po- a political puppet especially for Vladimir Putin in Russian uh, because that's what he's been he's coming off at and I think he's going to be the biggest puppet that we've ever seen when Donald realized that he's the mascot oh he is then maybe we'll get somewhere with him Um, that requires a lot of prayer a, a lot of voodoo chants and a lot of rain dances in the middle yeah. of the woods uh, to get him to there. The man's a puppet for everybody else. The Republicans essentially wanted to win at any cost. Mm-hmm. It did not matter who won. They just wanted control back. And what I think they're hoping is that they can control Donald. But what they don't realize is that Donald is fed by his enormous ego. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And this goes back to what I've always been thinking for many, many years and why I work the way I work is that the male revolution needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, this is just more proof of it. That male revolution, meaning the idea of what a male should be, the, male, the idea that a male is superior to a female, the idea that males should be running things, the idea that the male should be in the house, uh, should lead a house. The, the, those ideas are tired Mm-hmm. They're they're crippling, and they are affecting our way of living. Um, and this is more of it. The, and I feel like we really need to have a male revolution and really talk about what a real male is. And I don't think that the Republicans and the Democrats know that mm-hmm. the president should be the highest example of what a American is. Well, a leader, right? A leader. A leader. Someone who's... What I do like about Obama, I don't always agree with Obama. I've been very adamant about that. Yep, I don't either. Um, But he's still, to me, in my eyes, a prime example of how I want an American leader to be. Mm -hmm. He is humble. Extremely diplomatic. I don't think he's... I don't think he thinks he's better than anybody. No. I think he, even though he does have his platform and his audience that he cares that he caters to, he also thinks about everybody else, and he'll compromise even if it offends his platform. And you witnesses his speeches, his speeches, his res- yeah, he's yeah. respectable. He has an education. He has served, you know, in in political office for a very long so, time. Yeah, he's so an intelligent the, person. Yeah. So yeah. when I think of president, I think... First this, of all, that's all you do. You gotta be intelligent. This is the Trump. ideal American. How can you tell me Trump is the ideal American? Right. Even yeah. if you agree with his platform, you cannot agree with how he treats women. You cannot agree yeah. with how he treats immigrants. Yeah. There's no way... How can you ignore that? And that's why I think where the shock and the, at times, immaturities come yeah. from because even my eight and seven-year-old boys could see it right and that's right. where it, yeah. it how do i have that conversation the fact that i had to wake up super early to pick up my kids and don't even take them to school take them to a diner and they sit down and explain how the world has changed after yeah. the election it's something that right. i thought i would never have to do right over this yeah. and that's extremely sad as, as a parent yeah yeah I just wanted to say, like, the, the last thing about the, the wall thing that I that I feel like I learned, especially when I did that tour, is that it's a lie, not just because the U.S. is going to continue to be dependent on um, este outside labor or migrant labor, but also because the way I understood it, it's, it's just a money-making plan. Yeah. Oh, it really yeah. just is like fifty million dollars to build the first wall. Mm-hmm. Somebody got paid, yeah. you know. <laughs> so like all those, right. all the steel companies, you know the the. So who brought the material? Who uh, you know who 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 built the material or who like manufactured it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know the building of it. Um, the the buying of the cars for the border patrol, the buying of you know uh, the arms, Spending whatever. Money. It's a lot of money. It's a it's a great business plan to mm. you know as, as opposed to like even even like a 
maybe the the justification for it is the our immigration problem but i feel that beyond that is it's a it's a business plan yeah and, and it's a lie and and i think that um that has become a huge element of our culture in terms of separating uh separationism is 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 real and we've always done that and so when people right now this is when i laugh at people when people are like we have to come together and you know peaceful stuff first of all i i, I respect your peaceful marches i respect your peaceful protests but right now that hasn't done shit for us even from our indigenous ancestral roots and i respect my ancestors so much but what did peace really bring it, it did bring honor and pride, and I respect them for it, but right now we have to think of current and present context, where I agree with Cheese when you're like, we gotta get ready, because now that line has been drawn, and, and, yeah. and it's, it's, it's outside of business, corporate, creating. If you want to create this wall, look how my motherfuckers are gonna knock it down. Um, so I, I want to also see that, and, and I want people to, to, to feel that passion because it's not that I laugh at you when you're like, well, we have to come together and, and wear flowers in our hair. That's fine. Um, but but that's with, not real. What's wrong with flowers in there? Uh, <laughs> I look gorgeous. Of course you do, Cheese. Thank you. But um, <laughs> I like flowers too. You know? um, and, but, I, but I think we also need to have machetes on our belts. I think we need to be ready with our own weapons mm-hmm. and our tools. Mm-hmm. And we have to be, um, we just have to train ourselves now. Yeah, and I, I think scary I, I'm times. just, like I said before, I'm not in a point where I'm going to let any white person tell me how to live my life or they know what's best for me. I know what's best for me because you ain't lived my life. But I'm going to go to a little to what a New York City Supreme Court judge Mm. spoke Mm -hmm. about to their kids after Donald got um, elected. Um, He said to his his young boys, um, sometimes the bully wins. Hmm. Sometimes the bully gets ahead, but honorable men win at the end. Honorable men win at the end, and Donald has no honor, and a lot of people that are in his cabinet now, Bannon and so forth, are not honorable. Um, And I say that because that was my older brother, Mm. who is a Supreme Court New York City judge. Mm. Um, And... um, so when he said that and he reached out and then I'm like that laid the path on what, how we're going to win yeah. because we cannot compromise ourselves by being one of them and acting like one of them what, what we believe are, are these virtues right so yes we're angry yes we're going to uh, do things but we you know that will be translated into you see <laughs> you see what I mean let's put them in our private prison for Giuliani could give more Whole Foods more employees. Oh, um, we have to still be honorable because they can't defeat that. Yes. They and they're scared of that. They can't defeat that. But we. I, but I think we also need to redefine what that means. Agreed. Because this is this is the biggest example of where I think our folks have been successful is when the Black Panther Party started in East Oakland. Um, Never heard of it. Uh, of course you haven't. Um, I already understand. Thank God I listened to an episode before this because I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand them now? Um, they, they started 
a program, breakfast program that was feeding their own people. They started educating their own folks. Mm -hmm. And it started to become extremely successful. Mm -hmm. And because it became extremely successful from very radical and activist folks, they got shut down, Mm -hmm. they got killed, they got all of that stuff. So it's been happening. Mm -hmm. Malcolm X is an example. I'm Mm -hmm. a huge Malcolm X um, advocate. I think his ideologies are extremely important for our people to know. Um, But now I think we're faced where we haven't had a real uh, activist leader with new ideas, new improvements, new ways to be activists. We can't mirror or emulate activism from the 60s. And a lot of us are driving based off of that force because of how powerful it was. It's so important. But now we got to be more equipped with better tools. And, and, and better intellectual ways to, to, and let's to take, one take tool, people down. Let's take one tool off this. Mm. Just because you post things on social media doesn't <laughs> mean you're doing something. Right. You're doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rewind it for those who need to think about, about that awareness? for a second. How about awareness? Now, we need the to use social media. I just read the headline. Let's use social media to network. That use mm. social media to put our gatherings together. I'll meet you here. Mm, right. But yeah. if you put an idea out there, especially to the same people who already agree with you, right. you're not doing <laughs> anything. You're home, you're tweeting, and then you're watching Monday Night Football at the same time. <laughs> You That's notice a difference. The United States way. You notice a difference in me the next day where mm-hmm. I was like, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I think people need to be willing to die. I do believe. Which somehow, a lot of people aren't, but uh, hopefully this election has now encouraged that. And I do not want to hear that we need to give them a chance. Because, <laughs> very basically. I we've been hearing that. I've. Look, you know, give Donald a chance. Oh, no. yeah. I've heard that. No. One, he hired Bannon. That was game over. The other one is, you didn't even do it for Obama. You filibuster the man every right. single chance mm. he got. Right. And that was your agenda. That was your platform. No matter even if you agreed with it. Yeah. yeah. You filibusted. So you never gave that man a chance. What dumb fool do you think I am to think I'm going to give this man a chance to imprison my brothers and sisters? What makes you think that I'm going to do that? What I'm going to do is I'm going to get my license to carry my gun. I'm going to get my license to protect myself from you radical Anglo-Saxon people. And I'm hoping that we can sit down and dialogue on a bench like some normal folks. But let's face it, you ain't normal. Because you think you're special in some type of a renegade conquistador kind of way mm. to take the land that wasn't ours in the first place yeah. and think you could dictate to us. <clears throat> you could take your four years. We got you. We have. But we, it's not checkmate. 
It's not check. It's check. Oh, no. No, it's check right now. It's not checkmate. It's just check. We have December 19th, and if people are not aware, December 19th is a date uh, where the Electoral College votes again for the presidential um, uh, elect, so they still have an opportunity. What has happened in history is that oftentimes they vote the same, right? and they still vote for whoever they voted, but then there is some kind of... Some electoral colleges representatives that flip their vote. So yeah. some of them may be inspired to vote for Hillary this time around. Who knows? But the, that's the next important date that we need to look for. December 19th is the next um, uh, electoral college voting. And then there is January 20th, which is the inauguration of the presidential debate. So we have time from now until December 19th and January 20th to challenge his presidency. Um, and right now, what some folks have been talking about is trying to trying to put this man to jail uh, because of he, he has that, unknown crimes. And say that even if we get him out, Hillary is not the answer either. No. Let's make that She's clear. Never we been still the need we still need a revolution. The revolution Hashtag is here. I'm with her. Fuck all of y'all. Never heard of it. You know what's crazy never too is that if even if he gets out, if Pence were to come up, that shit's still That's still messed up. His cabinet, his cabinet, his never potential, heard of him. Never heard of him. His potential cabinet is scary as hell. He it's wanted like a, he clan. wanted Ben Carson to be the education representative. I did I hear was him. Like, what? Yeah, it's a clan. It's a clan administration. It's a clan. We got to work. A lot of work to do. And if we offended a few of you, we're not going to apologize. I'm I'm just not going to apologize to anyone who's going to get offended by my opinion. They're my opinions. But you are welcome to come on the show. Crush a lot. Podcast Gmail if you want to come on the show. And state why. And you don't even have to be polite about it. You could definitely come on the show and have a conversation. not to be. But but come with your facts. Uh, Read a book. That's that's a start there. Uh, but uh, like the last episode, the best thing you could do to help this, no matter what, where you are, say hello to people. Be Hi, how are you doing? Give up your seat to the elderly, to pregnant people. Just yeah. be polite to people. That's a right. good way to start. Embrace yeah. people. Uh, you know. And I think that's a good way to start. Let's get back to fundamentally just treating people well. Yeah. And I think that's my, my biggest thing with people is like, and I try my best. As you know, Cali West, I'm not always good with that because I'm like, come on, yeah. keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But it's always good to just embrace people with love, even if it's not reciprocal. Um, and that's how we're really going to really do some good change here. Um, and I think that's where we have to go. Saying that, if you've been living under a rock somewhere, and some of you have because you obviously thought Russia was going to bomb us the next day, and you have a whole bunch of duct tape at home. I know I do. I know you have some canned beans at home. <laughs> we, um, we have to prepare for the apocalypse. Yeah, this, you, you it's need, the only way Kanye some... West eats meat, by the way, can meat. Um, it's getting ready Never. for the apocalypse. <laughs> Never meat. Um, a landmark album came out. Recently, yes, on the eleventh, oh, oh, I believe it was. Yes, 11th. Uh, so tribe did. When I say tribe, <laughs> a, a tribe called Quest. Yeah, you not just did a hair. Has toss. released their last and final album after twelve years. I, I want to say, I it's might lose been my credit. It's oh, and and I, I don't um, deal with rest minutes. in peace, Fife. Um, Never heard of him. He passed away. <laughs> Uh, earlier this year and so this was huge and very important and tip 
Q-Tip did his thing. Yeah, and it came I was right. I was surprised. Don't be the first one to say that. I'm I'm, I'm surprised that. Tip I did was his thing. so I, I I was listening to the election, even though I said I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was fully aware that I was gonna be up Thursday night waiting <laughs> for this album to drop at midnight. I was waiting. <laughs> you would. I, I was waiting. You would. I know. You I was a waiting. Tribe fan. And not listen. I'm hit or miss with Tribe. In my eyes, I see it as they had two classic albums and everything else was mediocre. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be one of those like, I love Tribe no matter what. And if you're one of those fans, you got to really be objective about it. But this album... They're redundant a lot. So this, that's my This thing. album deserves to be listened to. It deserves to be up there with Midnight Marauders and The Low End Theory. It is... Fantastic. So if you haven't listened to it, that is definitely Cheese's recommendation mm. of the new Tribe Called Quest album. Mm. Sonically, it sounds like Tribe Called Quest. It's experimental. It's, it's extremely and, experimental. And, and they take their sound and bring it, modernize it a little more. Um, and you could tell that they were really trying to... Um, how do you take that sound from the 90s and bring it to today's music? Five yeah. sounded great. Mm. Fife was fantastic, and it's not one of those where it's like, it was, is this old stuff Fife made that we just put in our, no. Mm. This is definitely where they were in the studio together working on this before he passed away. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, it's, it makes it, and if you heard that, it's because we're drinking wine. <laughs> I, I apologize if I went Damn, on a rant on it. Why you gotta madness. do that for? You know, you know my favorite part about the album is that they really brought the en- the essence of Busta back. Busta Rhymes. The best part of Busta Rhymes. Listen, Q-Tip was the best lyrically he has been ever. Uh, and that was my biggest surprise. Ever. That was my that biggest was my surprise. Because he's not... Five that sounds great. fantastic too. So both of them are at the at the height of their talents. But then when the first time you hear Busta on that song, Ooh. and I'm gonna look it up because you know new new age music. I don't know the titles of the song because did y'all see their performance on Saturday Night Live? I did, and we'll talk. Yeah, <gasps> did you? I did yeah, with Dave yeah, Chappelle. Yeah, yes. Did you see Dave? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How? What did you? What did you think of Dave? Never Chappelle heard of him. Yet, I, Never heard of I him. loved him. I loved to see him, but it was a trip because it, it kind of touching on what you all had said about like let's give him a chance to to hear Dave Chappelle say that. Was I like. I was. I was. I was like, what was are you doing? I did like his, what he said. Yeah. I'm gonna give him a chance. But give us a chance too, and I'm okay with that kind of language. What's Dave Chappelle? Also, it was it was tough. But how did you feel about that? Though? I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was weird. I didn't expect it from not from Dave Chappelle. A, I, man, a man who turned down how many millions? For yeah, he's just doesn't. He's never. To me, he's always been like, um, este, uh, like. Certain things he doesn't resistant. Um, yeah, it. resistant. Exactly. Like some things are non-negotiable, you know. And mm-hmm. to, and that's what makes some some things really funny because you're like, you know how it is. You know, I'm not gonna put up with this and that and whatever. So to hear him say that was not. It was weird. It, it was weird. I, I I agree. I agree with it. I'm still gonna sit with it. I I, I I'm don't. I'm still digesting it. To I'm be still. I, yeah, it's so much information and so much feelings that I don't. I don't know really what to think of it. I just know it ain't right. I just. Yeah. I, just I just know that if this is the direction we're going in, mm-hmm. um, then 
then I don't know how people get used to the taste of poison in their mouth. I, think, I just don't understand it. Yeah. Um, but when Buster came in in uh, track four, uh, Solid Wall of Sound, uh, Five Dog was uh, doing his uh, dance hall Jamaican slang that he liked to do from time to time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Buster came in with his low tone... A very growly it voice. It was super and I growly, was like, though. This it was the growliest how that has I ever like been. My Buster. Like and you can <laughs> see his veins from the neck, like pop out. I feel like I was able to imagine that he mm. was, he was grimy. He was raw. He, I think he understood the idea that this was the last of Tribe, and last, so he brought and, it. And, but a lot of it has to be <clears throat> Q-Tip. Q-Tip is the architect of this. He's a great he, director. And, and he, he directed that that album. And one That's of the what things I do. loved about this album is like when when hip hop artists, or artists in general, collaborate. That doesn't mean they're in the studio together. It's like I'll do my part. I'll send, I'll send it, it to you. you. Yep. Come back. This is a back and forth collaboration. Maybe they did it that way, but I just don't see how. Yeah, it's like if they went to how tribe does. I think they kicked how, it. How they do mm. collaborations? They you start the you start a part of the verse. I finished the verse. Mm. It wasn't like you just sit, spit eight or sixteen and that's it. And you move on after the chorus. It was like they're going back and forth, and the whole album was like that. It was very organic, and very energetic, and then and then to hear um the song Kids with Andre and Q-Tip I'm like the combination of Andre amazing. 3000 and Q-Tip I'm like anybody else yeah, was yeah. like you didn't even know you wanted that combination and oh, then the track shoot. was great um it was just great and Andre I think Andre even even like mm. uh, his voice, like his 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 flow, was actually meant for this album. Like it was, meant for it was this very album. different from what he did, and so I, I respected him for it. And it was a it. great counterbalance to Q-Tip's very recognizable voice. Oh yeah, mm. he has a structure. Q-Tip needs that kind of structure, but mm. Andre is more, I think, free flowing with his with his rhymes. That when he came on that song, I was like, oh my god, this is a part of Andre that I haven't heard of in a very long time. Mm. Um, I know you were a little. Uh, disappointed when Kendrick came in 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 Never what was the him. song? Who's that? What was the Never song? Never heard of him. What was the song? Cheese that I Kendrick came in. A uh, contract. He stays hating Conrad on West Tokyo. Coast hip hop. What happened? Conrad Tokyo. But you said that you didn't hear enough from him. That okay, was a disappointment. Okay, so I, I felt like his bars were just too short. Because when, Ken, when Kendrick comes on, I want to hear Kendrick. Oh mm. yeah. Um, he I never heard of him. But I hear he's I hear he's kind of a big Cheese deal. Cheese will always hate on West Coast hip hop. He's kind of a big deal. So Conrad Tokyo is uh, comes on later in the album, and it's with just him and the Five Dog. Yeah, and that in itself is like. Kendrick like, and Five Thought together. You need to get ready. Cause and um, I just wanted to hear more from him. Mm, That's yeah. kind of like one of my one or two or three gripes I have with that. Mm. I like I want to hear Kendrick's go, but then at the same time I'm thinking, well, if he goes, it's gonna just expose Five Thought more. Um, so keep it closed. But I kind of liked Kendrick's approach. I feel like yeah. he paid homage um, to to Tribe by humbling 
saying what he had to say. His spit was like short, boom, let me do it. But I think his voice on that album, the last Tribe Called Quest album, is extremely significant. And that's when we need to like salute to Kendrick. Because yes. he doesn't have an ego and, like that. Right. No, he doesn't. And I, I really think it I highlights agree. how And if it was Jay Z it was a very different story. Mm-hmm. How talented and how important Q tip is. I walked away He's super talented. When I heard it, I was I was not impressed. I was, I was, I was, damn, I hate that I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm really going to say? regret saying this. Am I going to make fun of you for no, the rest of your life? No, because when we did our top five, when we did our top five crews, my number one was obviously Wu Tang Clang. I have them on my skin. Yep. After hearing this album. What? Nah, bro. After hearing this nah, album. Nah, bro, chill. After hearing this album, <laughs> um, I may have to switch that to Tribe. What? I may have to. And I'll tell you why. The last Wu-Tang album, A what? Better Tomorrow, was not even close to what this produced. And this is 12 years after so, the fact from the Love Movement. So let, let, so let me get something. I know. I need more beer, please. So, Bartender! <laughs> so, so uh, Tribe may have just taken that position of number one crew and Method so. Man Ooh. is one of your biggest disappointments. Damn, Wu is going down. I don't know. <gasps> what, I don't I don't know. New I tattoo. Don't, I know. I need a tribe, but it, it, that's just a compliment for how I think about how great this, this piece album. of work was. And I'm yeah. not one of these people that thinks oh, it's Tribe, it's always good. No, I don't. I, the love movement was eh. Uh, love, love Beats yeah, and Rhymes with eh, Midnight Marauders, one of the best albums best of all one. time. Low yep. End Theory, it was a great album. Low Not as good as uh, Midnight Marauders. And the first one, basically, uh, Instincts, whatever that long title is that I don't care to remember. Um, it was just okay. It, it wasn't like, it was like you could see where they were going to go. Um, this one is, 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 is going to be Midnight Marauder-ish for me. And the, and series talking by the way, she got uh, inspired. She got inspired. What I also liked is like <laughs> the way they track listed was also old school. Meaning there's a side A and a side B. Yeah. So the, uh, one uh, one to uh, the first. And they side. had their little skits in between. Yeah. So they had they, they did that. a one to yeah. eight, and mm-hmm. then so they have two number one songs, two number two songs. So it literally is side A and side B. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you said so. That's just an assumption, but that's the way. Is like I feel like. They made this music with an old school approach, mm-hmm. meaning this is a tape CD. This is a yeah. tape CD. Like that makes any sense. Um, this is a let's record it like a tape. There's a side A and a side B. So from one to eight, there's a beginning and a middle and an end, and then side B, there's a beginning, middle, and the end. And I remember just like Sir Love Day. Shout out to you, Sir Love. Sir Love Day. Uh, crush, uh what, what podcast does? Uh, um, he's gonna hate me for. Not I'm gonna apologize right. to gonna Sir Love Day because right. cheese straight shooter your podcast, shit up. straight shooter podcast, straight shooter, um, straight shooter, <laughs> um, straight shooter. You know when I'm walking to school, I will make sure I listen to the whole thing before I even go into school. When I leave school, it's already flipped over to side two mm. and ready to go. Yeah. Like, that's old school people who that. listen to cassettes. Yeah. Right? Like, I can't listen to this 
track four. I gotta go to flip it and like you with the pencil right, in the middle right. of the thing getting it to the. Yeah. Where you Remember to when get we to... used to create our own mixtapes, no, recording were... off the radio? No. Did you ever do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Empty cassettes. You were in Cali. I don't know. I didn't First, know. I love people it. did that. We we we. You had to like run that. to the to the. And then you try to take the boombox the... and like, <laughs> <laughs> press record you try to take the, the DJ uh, shout out. And we're like, stop! Right when they start making noise. Yeah. Yes, I have. That several times in my lifetime. Um, so yeah, if you haven't listened to Trap Called Quest, take a chance to listen to it. It is as typical, very social, it's a very beautiful political. piece of work, and I think it's a great way to close out their yeah, uh, absolutely. existence in the hip hop culture yeah. as a group. So as big group. salute to Tribe Called Quest. You did your thing. I'm proud of y'all. So good job, Q-Tip, because he is the composer and the director of all this. Yeah. Saying that. I want to go to the top five for Yadira de la Riva oh because she is our special guest. Never heard of her. And <laughs> Yadira... Presente! Presente! I don't know that word either. <laughs> Light skin cheese. Um, so who, who are your top five MCs to close out the show? Um, number five. Start from number five. Last. Oh God! I feel like I made a, a pre- preliminary list, but that shit was hard. <laughs> I know. Oh, it's not. Why easy. do you all do that to people? <laughs> I know. Um, Cause every vote counts. <laughs> <laughs> um. So let me see if I can remember it, cause I'm like maybe along the way I'll change my mind. All right, but number five. Who's number five? I didn't know it was a countdown either, but okay. Um. Sometimes you don't know the platform that you're voting for. That's okay. <laughs> I, this is in, in a non... This, there's no order, okay? Just let me have my five. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Um, I think definitely um, Outcast has been, like, a big influence in my life. Outcast, good. Andre, yes. that's why you got real yeah, excited right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Andre and Big Boy. No, I just really From appreciate From ATL. It. Yeah. Never heard of them. <laughs> Outcast. Yeah, because I feel like it's so polarized, like, East Coast, West Coast. So to hear something from... You know, and uh, and they and they bring instruments to right. their music. Atlanta. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah, I love, I love that AT Alien album. Was yeah, so one of the best. Amazing. Some yeah. amazing. Caroline. Uh, yes, yeah. they're incredible. Yes. Um. So them also, I felt like Dead Prez made a huge impact in my life. Dead Prez, hip hop. Dead Prez was never meant to be a mainstream um yeah. hit. They were definitely anti. Um, hip hop, whatever the culture was at that time, they were yeah. going somewhere else. And quite honestly, we need more Dead Prez. I yes. would love to hear. Dead Prez, I would the, love the duo. to hear a Kendrick Dead Prez collab. Oh. Dead Prez, I think, would be so open. Would... They are composed of M1 and Stickman, and Never I heard feel of like both of them are are really incredible right now they're doing a lot of community work uh yeah. rbg like fitness and veganism and i think yeah. that's really important yeah. for the community so i i commend their press their presence and really, and really like any they, and yeah. they've never compromised their work like yeah. never but that's what i'm gonna say them. anybody who goes to that level always will never hit a certain amount of audience who doesn't get it but we yeah. do need that in particular um, in hip hop music, especially now, because one of the things yeah. I am excited about in this post-apocalyptic world we're in is the artists. Yep. All types of artists. Oh yeah. I yeah. want to see what what 
I heard of this very good uh, artist, uh, Jackie Martinez. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Uh-huh. Uh, I heard about her. I I'm heard. sure that there's work out there that she's going to ferment and that will come out that will be excited. Um, I want to hear, what, of course, what you're doing. There's a lot of people, Eric Washington yeah. out there, a lot of people that I want to just absorb now that we're here because I do yeah. feel like one of the things that's going to happen is this art revolution yeah. and I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to being a part of it and to yeah. putting those things out there yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm eager I'm eager yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there uh, Outcast, Big Boy Andre any other people you would consider so there, and you got so, Outcast, Outcast that press, that's uh, um, M1 M1 Stickman Stickman yeah. not a good name but we'll forgive you <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it called Kendrick I feel has Kendrick been a huge C. inspiration for no, me lately. Can, he's a hater. He's a hater. I feel like it's just, it's, he's had it like, inspires so much hope. Yes. And the, also, the, in terms of craft, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I just really appreciate listening to his albums, like, back to back. Um, I'm going to erase that. this episode. For yeah. <laughs> Such a hater. Um, <laughs> definitely Tupac. I feel like that was what I grew up Ooh. with. It's just what I grew up with. So, Yadira, let me just let you know. <laughs> let me let you know that Cheese mm. recently just it started barely listening to, to Tupac as a, as a oh. real hip-hop listener. He's never liked Tupac mm. while growing up. Why? Because he's a Brooklyn kid native, and he yeah. just is not a fan of West Coast. Okay. Oh, okay. No. Let me explain I'm something. Shedding a tear right now. Yeah, Tupac is not a big Just like I picked a side with the election, I picked a side in hip hop <laughs> early in my day. I didn't have all the information I needed to make the best decision. You ain't got the answer, Sway. And I was on the East Coast side. Go, but because hip hop is, is also very much based on who you are as a person and who you project yourself to be. Mm. So keeping it real, even though I think <laughs> That's phony as well. Yeah. Um, was a big thing back then. Mm-hmm. I always found the contradictions of Tupac to be a reason why I don't like him. But now that I'm older and I understand myself more and my yeah. own dualities and my own contradictions, yeah. I could appreciate him as a person more. Not necessarily his music more. Mm. Um, but saying that, man, I wish he was still here right now. Okay. And I think, <laughs> now, if we're talking about thinkers, we're talking about people revolutionary, who are revolutionary poets yeah. and stuff, he's going to be up there. Come back to me in 10 years. Because right now, I've been really digesting more Tupac. Yeah. yeah. And I think maybe because of the cir- circumstances we're in. Yeah. But it's hard for me to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to admit it. Mm. But I, I, he's in my top ten. Yeah. But that's only because I think I'm appeasing the audience. And mm. But also, because I, really I mean, it. even Biggie and 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 Jay Z. I mean, Never they, they have all that duality, all that stuff going on I too. Agree. So why why I'm, would I'm, Tupac I know get my the arguments are that. full of holes. Mm. Oh, okay. So I should run for president because I yeah. would win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I feel like I, well, and I'm from El Paso, Texas, so I didn't grow up either, you know, east either, or yeah. west coast. But I, I feel like that's what. That's what we got, cause also we, I feel like we get este music later than these yeah. coasts, but when we, when you know, and also growing Re- up first regional, generation, regional first before it hits. The yeah. Line, yeah, este, um, but I'm also first first generation, 
in a mostly Mexican community. So it's not like hip hop was like the first thing that was played in our homes and radios. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it, when it finally got to me, when even the gonna, idea of being that's American, what I was ask. how did hip hop influence? Because I would hear it in the radio, and it was Tupac. Yeah. It was Tupac. So I'm like, oh. Wow, what are they saying? You know, <laughs> están diciendo? And, and, and it was Tupac, What's you know? What's this word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I, I feel like that was probably like my introduction and in the first, da- you know, music that I danced to, you know, in terms of hip hop and stuff. It, it was definitely Tupac. Mm. And then last but not least, hey. um, MC Light. MC Light. You yeah. rocked the body, yeah. yo, MC Light, and I'm I'm so happy that you put a female in there, yeah. Cause Cheese often hates on my affinity no, for Lauren Hill, um, yeah. And of course Lauren Hill, of course Lauren Hill. <laughs> I feel like she's always gonna be, you know, one of the first mentioned. And oh, you know, a lot of times when we think of you know women MCs, we think of her, but. That, that's why we need to remember MC Light, though, because I feel she came, you know, before a lot of folks, and you and she when paved the way for a lot of women. almost exclusively. So. And Queen Latifah. Yeah. I don't want to, like, exclude Queen Never yeah. heard of her. You've never heard of a lot of people. No. no. But MC Light um, did pave it. If it wasn't for Light, I think there was a lot, there, there would be a lot of, um, uh, females who wouldn't have had that platform to mm-hmm. just spit. I, I, um, I don't remember MC and she Light. Was, and she was like just, I, I think Salt and Pepper were highly influenced by Light a lot. Sure. And so she mm-hmm. just came in mm-hmm. raw with her deep voice yes. and like this, like mm-hmm. I'm a woman and mm-hmm. I can be this strong. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that and was I, what was beautiful absolutely about it. do yeah. not remember. Yeah. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. You can find us on Crush a Lot crushalot at gmail.com mm-hmm. um, she wasn't sexualized yes no. and that's what's appreciated too because then and you listen to the crap you listen to the words not to say that if she entered into a space that is like I'm feeling myself and I want to wear you know what I want to wear it wouldn't have been cool and then the different for mm-hmm. and that's a for another show and another dialogue mm. but let me make it clear if you want to put that as a part of music I'm for it but I don't want the corporation, the man, to tell you to do that in order for you to get a deal. And yeah. I just feel she just never sold herself out. Right. And that's not the way to get the audience. And for that, I always felt she was such a pioneer um, in that world. Um, before it got hypersexualized, like that's right. the only thing women could do. Right. And uh, I'm telling you, as a consumer of music, I just never bought it. I never bought any female MC who's sexual, and males too. I just never bought it. I'm like, I'm sorry, that's just a simple way to get to any way. That's not what yeah. I want. It's just, you just think, you, I just can't do it. So, MC Light, I, I'm with you with that. And I'm, Oh, I'm just I'm, with me I'm with you. I'd rather go hey. MC than Tupac. Oh, for sure, but uh, <laughs> MC Light's a good choice. Um, episode 7, let's wrap it up here. Yes. Uh, I want to thank um, all the people who are listening to the show, putting uh, comments on the thread. We appreciate it. Um, the next couple of years are going to be up and down, but hey, from the Crush A Lot podcast crew, we're going to meet you where you are, no matter where you are. But let's really think about how to be decent to one another no matter where we are. Say hello to people, smile to people, help people, um, inspire people, um, and let's really show our leaders of the world what 
we are really about no matter what color mm -hmm. uh race or creed you're in mm -hmm. and um so we want people you know be safe out there. You gotta show love. Yeah, show love. Um, be informed. Stay informed. Uh, we need your engagement now more than ever in in our world, in our lifestyles. Now is the time to act. We have been a very passive country for the for decades, and I think we've been very very stagnant and uh, calm about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And because we have a lot of um, disruption and uh, distraction, but right now is the time. Mm -hmm. If you are not engaged, if you have never been into politics, right now is the time. If you've never seen this world truly affect you because you're in your own bubble, get out of it and pop it yourself. Because we're not about that anymore. We, we got we to gotta stay tuned mm -hmm. um, and take care of you all day. Yadira, do you want to say anything? Um, just that, you know, a lot of us have, have been, have been studying this, have been getting ready, have been pushing for things, yep. have been shouting and screaming and marching. So I'm hoping that, you know, people will be able to see why yes. we've been doing this, you know, <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and join in. Yep. Plus, 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 Uh, be safe and we'll see you on the next show. Peace. Hey.